Hello, and welcome to another episode of Too Young for This Hit. I'm your host, Tyler, and today we're doing things a little differently. So normally on this show, we watch movies that I've never seen, but should have, and uh, it's movies that my guests love. But today, mixing it up, because I was sick earlier in the week and not able to really get anything done. So I needed to get something done today. To do this, We recorded this today and edited today. So um, I got my good friend, Bill. Uh, Bill S- Who I have to bleep out his last name because he doesn't want people to know his last name for some reason because he's a weirdo. But um, yeah, so we watched one of his favorite TV shows. And it's called Nightmare. And it's Nightmare with a K. And yeah, you'll hear a lot about it later, so I'm not really going to go into telling you what it's all about. But yeah, so also this is the Bill special format. Bill has a solid hour he can record in. So I didn't want to, you know, I cut out all the intro bits for his part and I'm just doing it up here. So yeah, um, I think it was a pretty cool episode. Had a good time talking to Bill. And I will see you guys at the end of the episode where I do like some outro plug things. So yeah, enjoy the show. Enter, stranger. Name yourself, please. I am Bill from Londidium. Hey, Bill. (laughs) Hey, Tyler. (laughs) How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm very, very good. Are you you my dungeon master for today? (laughs) I suppose so. And I am the dungeoneer. I'm descending into the depths of Too Young for this hit. Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Where are you? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my favorite bit of the show is just they say, where am I, like a billion times. Uh. (laughs) Where am I? (laughs) You're in a room. (laughs) Surrounded by blue screens. (laughs) I don't know. You tell me. It's dark. Um, So, yeah. Um, Today, we watched Nightmare. And uh, Bill, do you want to tell us what Nightmare is and why we watched it? It's something you have in your dreams. Uh, no, so, um, well, you said you wanted to do something a little bit uh, shorter than a movie. So I gave you 40 minutes of footage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nightmare, um, for those of you who don't know, this is Nightmare spelt with a K. So it's almost like a night, you know, of the round table sort of thing. Uh, uh, a Nightmare parody. But it's basically, it's an old 80s and 90s TV program for kids in the UK. Um, and it was kind of, the idea is, is that one of the kids has a huge helmet on, which blindfolds him, or mostly blindfolds him. He can still see his hands if he looks down. And the um, hel- that's called the Helm of Justice. I don't know why. The Helmet of Justice. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would it not be called the Helmet of Justice? That's, that's my question. <laughs> is it the, the Helm of Justice because he's blinded by it? Like, justice is blind? Okay, it makes sense. Never yeah, mind, well, did I you- get it. Did you get did you get the uh, the opening credits where um, <clears throat> this uh, it's an animation of a knight riding a mare? So that wasn't on the episode you told me to watch, but it was on the <laughs> first episode, which I also watched. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean this is this is a ch- this is a program from my childhood, and I always wanted to be on this TV program. It's basically, I mean. I didn't realize this was like, I mean, the episode that I got you to watch was released in 1998, uh, sorry, 1988, 88. Tyler. Like, I was, I was a babe at this point. Like, and I don't think you, you weren't even born, was you? Nope. <laughs> no. And this is a virtual reality TV program 
you know, and it feels like virtual reality is only just becoming a thing. Yeah. So about that. So was this actually like airing while you were watching it as a kid and wanting to be on it or was it like done? No, the program, the program actually ran until 1995 uh, and there was eight seasons of this. So this was still running um, when I was a kid and I used to watch it. So this, the episode that we watched, because I got you to watch the first people to ever win the, mm-hmm. um, the series of Nightmare uh, or a, a game of Nightmare, I should say. And <clears throat> yeah, uh, I don't ever remember watching anyone win this. <laughs> wins were very rare on this <laughs> uh most most games only lasted like three or four screens i think the shortest one i saw was only like nine minutes long <laughs> oh, uh... Uh, and that's the beginning of the season we watched and as the seasons progressed as well uh it all got a bit more vr <laughs> like things would move around on the screens a lot more and you know like they'd be able to like they'd have to do like almost like a treadmill one Oh, that's interesting. Where they'd be, walk- where they'd be walking down the hallway. It got, it got a lot more complicated as it went on. Uh, and, at one, and I think at one point as well, the last series was hitting like 5 million viewers. And for a TV program in the UK, like in the 90s, I think our population was only like 50 million. So that's 5% of the population were all watching Nightmare as it aired <laughs> live every day. This program was like massive. And then they just stopped it. No. <laughs> just decided that's it we've had our biggest ever viewing figures for this we're gonna quit i saw they like <laughs> revitalized it for a single episode on youtube a couple of years ago and by a couple it could have been like a decade ago i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think that was down as 2013 i noticed that as well and they got the they got the same guy who does the dungeoneering to come in and do it <laughs> but they didn't so, get yeah. you on those bastards no no well, if i'd have known about it <laughs> i'd have signed <laughs> up <laughs> uh, but yeah i i always wanted to do this program apparently they used to get like twelve thousand submissions per series no oh, wow. teams and they could only have like you know i think like 15 to 20 teams a season mm-hmm. depending on how good they were um i i have no idea what the selection process was but <laughs> it's just crazy so <laughs> I don't know if like every episode the the kids on the show they probably are all this awkward but they are so awkward. Um <laughs> the show they starts just like we should start it this one with uh the dungeon master saying name yourself stranger and the kids like mock a mock <laughs> I'm, I'm Mark from Chichester. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny and then these three friends appear who are just yeah. who because this is yeah this is the point the kid one kid has to wear the helmet of justice who's blinded and then he has to walk through what appears to him to be like a series of green screens and then his three friends uh they all suddenly appear and they're in front of the tv screen and they've got to guide him through and you can tell especially if you do you watch the first series of season one yeah i did yeah you can tell they play dungeons and dragons he's like have you had dungeoneering experience and he goes yes (laughs) he's like yeah yeah you've been playing dungeons and dragons which is which is the huge inspiration for this yeah um but Um, it's just hilarious they are all so awkward uh, yeah i like how when they're all being introduced they're all like uh so they're like i'm daniel from whitney and the next one's (laughs) like i'm from whitney also and another one's like same like, it's just, I don't know, they delivered also <laughs> awkwardly. It's, it's great. Yeah. The kids are weird. Who guides this dungeoneer? Daniel Allen from Whitney. Matthew Carey, also from Whitney. Jonathan Catchell, from Whitney too. 
I know. No, no yeah. one was used. No one was used to being on TV in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> they were all so wooden. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, they've got this guy going. And if you make your way through the dungeon, you will earn your silver spurs. <laughs> right. Yeah, all of the actual actors are like they're very into it, and all the kids are just like there. <laughs> well, I was reading because I was reading about this. Apparently, um, as they made their way through the dungeon, so. Each dungeon was a blue, was basically mm-hmm. a big blue screen set that they set up. <clears throat> and so it'd probably take like, you know, two to three minutes to complete that quest. And then once they'd completed it, they basically got put to one side. Like, I think he was allowed to take his helmet off. And then it would take him like an hour oh, to wow. reconfigure it. I'm surprised scene. because like most sets there, it's a green screen and then there's like a table. Yes. <laughs> but some of them were quite complicated. And then obviously there's like, yeah. Some have stairs, which I thought stairs are an interesting choice when you're, like, blinding a kid and you're going to make him walk downstairs. <laughs> Wait, can you walk down the stairs, please? Okay, grab, grab the banister and walk Curious. down. Curious. Yeah, here's some stairs, here's some wells you've got to climb into. And then you've got, like, the pathways as well. Like, they would actually sort of fall off those pathways and stuff. Oh, really? Because I, I think... Maybe I'm not sure if it was on this one or the first episode, but in that one room where there's like the like big chasm on one side, they totally walk off off of it and they just let them not die, which was nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I was because I was doing a bit of reading about this. I saw things where um, um, there was a team who like they only lasted like 12 minutes, and then uh, they were interviewed later on in life because like they had like a really famous blunder, like someone actually told him to walk off a cliff. Oh no, he, he no. So his mate told him to walk into quicksand and killed him instantly. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and it that was like a famous death because it was so dumb. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, actually we had died, um, before then, but they decided to ignore, like let us carry on and do a different one instead because the next team wasn't ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, they said on they said in some of these interviews, like a lot of the kids would become really disinterested very quickly because it did take like an hour to turn around the sets. Yeah, yeah, I can so see that. Because some of because some of the sets were quite plain, you know, he, like the one where he has to talk to the gargoyle. I imagine you know that's just you know that's just a blank blank set with a screen at one side. Yeah, and then the um, bomb set is nothing. <laughs> so. <laughs> or she'll, uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to talk through the episode? or? Yeah, I figured we'll talk through it. We can skip over some of the more boring rooms if we have to for time. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did you... Um, I mean, I, I was so nervous when I suggested this to you because this was such a big thing for me as a kid and I haven't watched it in years. And when I watched it back, I was still really pleased. And I was like, oh my God, I wish this show still existed. I would still be applying every year. <laughs> yeah, so it definitely it hasn't aged great. But you can tell that at the time, like, this was awesome. And actually, like, most of the uh, green screen effects still look pretty good. You know, it's filmed on the old cameras that they used during this time. Like, basically everything up until, like, what, like, 2000 looks like crap. <laughs> We're watching back. But, yeah. I mean, otherwise, it looks good. Is it possible to share my screen with you? Um... Sorry, I know this is an audio-only experience. <laughs> I don't think so. Blakey tried that, and I think it, like, crashed everything for some oh, reason no. in the recording. You can send it on okay. Discord if you want to send something. Or... <laughs> uh, yeah, I can. Okay. So I'm going to send you a quick screen 
quick screen grab if Discord opens. Okay. Yeah, I was installing an update. Uh, okay, we'll come back to the blue screen bit in a second. But, uh, <laughs> I've got I've got some interesting shots for you. Okay. Um, um, do you want to explain the whole setup of like Sprite Energy and all of that? Yeah, actually, I suppose we should really. So the idea is is that you've got the Dungeoneer who wears the Helmet of Justice um, and who's just going to traverse the dungeon. You've got his three friends who are like overviewing the situation telling him where to go so you know five steps you know take some steps forward turn to your left literally navigating him around the dungeon uh which is something you're going to be doing for me soon tyler yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um there's kind of and there's like the dungeon master i assume we're going to call him yep i think that's what he referred to as in on the wikipedia yeah. page at least does he have yeah, a name he, in, uh he does i can't remember what it is off the top of my head he could he kind of um he refers that he's like the first person who ever beat the dungeon. And that's why he's been given this role as like. No, oh, I didn't the, catch that. <laughs> the Lord of, <laughs> the Lord of everything. Huh. I wonder what <laughs> happened to his three advisors. <laughs> he killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the, the kid traversing the dungeon has three advisors. And while he's going through there, he has a life force, which is just like this really cheesy animation <laughs> that uh, gradually, like it starts off with like a face with a helmet and it's got like a big green bit around it. And so slowly parts of the helmets start to disintegrate and then his face disintegrates and his skull disintegrates and it goes red and then once once your eyeballs are dead <laughs> it's kind of game over yeah it'd be really cool if instead of just using like a random generic person they use like the kid's face but they don't <laughs> no they don't but yeah no because they they have to reuse that this is the 80s man <laughs> <laughs> and um so yeah so they have to navigate their way through these uh, green screens so I've just, um, yeah, so to, to, um, to restore the life force, if they find food in the dungeon, they have to put it in their knapsack. But if they find items... <laughs> Can we talk maybe... about that for a second? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I... Knapsack. <laughs> Take this knapsack for food, but place only food in it. You'll need it to sustain your sprite of energy. Yeah, what's the, what's the logic behind feeding your spirit by putting food in a knapsack. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm as bemused as you are. I kind of just accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, of course, you know, you hunt, you, your life force is dying. Put some food in your knapsack. <laughs> but don't put anything else in there because it'll eat it also. Yes, it will. So you can't put any items in there to carry around. If you find items on the sets that if you might be useful for later on, you have to place, you have to hold them in your hands and you only have one in each hand. So you can only have a maximum of two items at a time. So I've just sent you two very old screenshots of what the green screens used to look like for <laughs> <a> Nightmare. <laughs> hmm. So literally they just used to be green screens. There was a really cool one somewhere of a dragon. Uh, like there's four blokes in full like morph outfits <laughs> lying on the floor with this dragon and they're sort of moving its arms up and down. Mm -hmm. But the reason I also wanted to show you those is because to compare it to this lovely screenshot that I found online. <laughs> so if you can wait one second with Discord to load this. Get brief, will you? This team is wasting life force. Do you recognize what this is from? Is that Star Wars? That is, that's Samuel Jackson. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know that was Samuel Jackson. I could just see the robes barely, and I'm like, yeah, that looks like a Star Wars thing. <laughs> yeah. So 
So this is Samuel Jackson from uh, episode three, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly, it's it exactly like where the emperor is like lightning him, maybe. Yeah. So I just want to point out that the uh, the Star Wars prequels use the same techniques as Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you love the special effects from the Star Wars prequels, you're going to love Nightmare. You definitely are. <laughs> Uh, right, so yeah, so who's our hero? Was it was it Matt? Uh, Mark. Mark Wixon. Mark. Mark from Whitney. Yep. So Mark <laughs> descends into the first level of the dungeon where. Um, where am I? Can Mark you in the room? Is there a big wall? Uh, there's just like a bunch of different like screens going by real fast, and there's a lever. Yeah. Yeah, so he has to pull the lever to stop the screens, and then that will lead him into the next part of the dungeon, where we find a spinning uh, jester. Yep, and he's just going, ah, while spinning, and he's, like, real weird. Ah. I think as a kid, I would not have wanted to be on the show. I think it would terrify me. <laughs> oh, I just I just love the idea of being on this show. Uh, just being blindfolded and around all these weird people. I would be like, they're going to touch me. <laughs> well, so the thing is with the, with the helmet is that um, it's it goes over the eyes, but it comes out like a hand span mm -hmm. so that they can't see down to their feet and they can see where they're walking around and yeah. then they can see the item on the table. So you're not completely blind, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> you wouldn't want that jester. To they can you. always see to walk downstairs. <laughs> so did you, uh, did you take notes of what the jester asked? Yeah, so the jester asked if, uh, he asked Mark if he likes card games mm -hmm. and Mark says, Yes. And then he's like, ever play Chase the Lady? And Mark's like, no. And then he's like, never mind, we're going to play Chase the Lady. He's like a nine-year-old kid. <laughs> so the jester <laughs> makes five cards appear. There's like a couple on the floor, a couple on different walls, and like three of them are covering up doors. And uh, one of those is a queen. So his advisors advise him to like go through that one, and he does. And that's the right door. Well, I didn't get this, to be honest with you, because it wasn't the right door. He had to step on the number three card first on the floor, didn't he? Um, and the, then the queen disappeared. No, I think that was just, like, by accident. I think it disappeared because he was standing in front of it. Ah. Because he was standing in front of the king at first, and the dungeon master's like, you have to go to the right door, or something. Door is locked. Take the right step to open it. Yeah, but then he sort of steps back and I thought he stepped on the number three and then the card is... Go, go another side step. And another. No, okay. But yes, he goes through, chase the lady, um, and then he finds the maid in the next room, cooking. Where am I? Okay, it looks like a kitchen. So, um, <laughs> we should... <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> yeah. So every room that... I think this happens on every episode, but... Every room that the dungeoneer walks into, they go, where am I? And then their advisors tell them where they are. And well, it's I funny because the, the first response from all the on all the advisors in every room is, you're in a room. Yeah, <laughs> every time. Like, I know that. <laughs> do you think they make them like, do you think they tell them, okay, every time you go in a room, say, where am I? Or. No, I think that kind of, I think this is one of those things where probably the first couple of like the first team probably did that. And then mm -hmm. the other teams were all waiting in the wings for when they fell to go in and do be next on. And so I reckon they all watched it and then thought, oh, I should do that. And I reckon it was just one of those things that they just carried on for eight seasons. So yeah, the first <laughs> kid walked into a room with the blindfold on and went, 
Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Real buff top. <laughs> I think it would like flow a lot better if they just cut that bit out and it's just them like saying where the, they're like, you're in a room, you're in a kitchen. Sit, you're in a kitchen. Your life force is draining away. The woman's making some pies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he's so he so he, yeah he enters this kitchen and um, his life force is draining away. And the woman in who's the maid asks him a, a riddle, which is a um, an old nursery rhyme, I think. I don't. It wasn't one I was familiar with. I was curious if you were. It sounded familiar to me, but it wasn't something that I knew off the top of my head. Yeah, so she says, the queen of hearts, she made some toads all on a summer's day. The knave of hearts, he stole those toads and took them all away. So this maid has been cooking toads. Toads are awfully difficult to cook, you know. Uh, because she has this like nursery rhyme backwards and it's supposed to be the queen of hearts. She made some tarts all on a summer's day. The knave of hearts, he stole those tarts and took them all away. So, yeah. Yeah. It sounds familiar, like I said, but I just it well not something because you know considering I've got a small child and I sing a lot of nursery rhymes to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not it's not one that I've actually did, not one I've sung recently, but uh, yeah, kind of got it. So it, the answer was tarts, and then she said, you know, well it's one of those rooms at the back. I'll take the one on the right, but I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. One of them oh, has thanks. an exploding trap in it. <laughs> yeah, the other one you'll be all right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, eventually they sort of dither over it. Yeah, so, it's really funny. Like the advisors are like arguing. They're like, "We can't trust her. She was wrong about the toads. She's going to be wrong about the doors." And then the dungeon master is like, "No, no, you you can trust her." He's just like <laughs> obviously trying to tell them, like, just go, yeah, just hurry go up. through that door. Come on, <laughs> hurry up. Go for, go for the door. Trust her. It's fine. The whole point of that sequence was to trust her. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, it's just the one. It's just the one kid on the end, isn't it? The one on the right. He does this a few times in the episode. He just argues against the other two. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, you can yeah. trust her team. Well, okay. Um, I don't think we can trust her. Oh yeah, there's some really funny stuff coming up with the kids arguing to me. But so as they're arguing, Mark's like manifestation of spirit energy pops up, and it's now like amber. So yeah. So then they hurry up and like go through the door. Yes. And on the door. Uh, they go through the door, and this is where they get the wall that talks to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think there's a pie on the table. Yeah, there's a pie. pie. There's some gold, a bell, and a gauntlet. And the gauntlet just looks like like a garden glove, like a gardening glove. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was um this was one of the most common mistakes in this game. Was uh, the dungeon master always says, you know, weapons and armor will not serve you here. Mm-hmm. And so. On the tables, there's generally always some sort of, like they normally put on there some sort of weapon or armor. And so those are the items that you're not supposed to take. Oh, really? I, I missed that. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, no, it was uh, this thing I remember from when I was a kid because it was so common that he would always say that at the beginning of the episode. And then when they got to the first table, there'd be a dagger. One of them would pick it up. Huh. <laughs> it's just like, no, weapons will not serve you here. <laughs> yeah, stab this wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wall's asking riddles and they're just stabbing it. Um, so yeah yeah, the wall's name is igneous and he's going to ask for three truths which are basically riddles um do you have the riddles written down uh i don't okay i got it so um (laughs) the first riddle is once i roam free and ate deer now i watch bars and eat christians what am i bars and eat christians i would not have gotten this one like i don't know how the kids got it the other two were easy, but like this one, I'm just like, what? 
I was like thrown off by the fact that this kid's show is like, it eats Christians. <laughs> uh, well, the, the thing is, back in the, uh, well, when I was at school, the, uh, the Rome, all of Roman stuff was, was big on the curriculum. So we would have known about this sort of stuff. It's the sort of thing where I think if I was a kid, I probably would have got it. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, I was thinking, eat lions? I thought maybe a bear in Rome? <laughs> I don't know why I went to bear. <laughs> and then, yeah, then as soon as like one of the, uh, the other kids are going, lion? Is it a lion? I was just like, oh, yeah, it's a lion. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think one of the kids at the end was being a dick again. which was just like, no, I don't think it's a lion. <laughs> but didn't actually offer any sort of, you know, <laughs> alternative. That's <laughs> no, not a lie. <laughs> yeah, we we should. I don't know which kid it was, but I'm just going to pick one of these, and we're going to say that it was Daniel. Daniel's the one that's a dick. <laughs> is that the one? Is that the last one? No, he's the first one. Uh, the no, last no. one. Who, who's the last one? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan Catchell. Jonathan. It's Jonathan. Jonathan's a dick. Okay. Jonathan looks a little <laughs> bit older than everyone else. Yes, so. and I think he made the most mistakes in the, in the challenge run as well. <laughs> yeah, he does some funny stuff later on. Mark, try and bribe him. So uh, the second riddle is, all that glitters is not gold, but know you the science that will make it so. And it's obviously... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's alchemy. obvious to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, alchemy. alchemy. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That one, that one made sense to me. <laughs> Yeah, they, they all just went for it straight away, didn't they? They went, alchemy. Yeah, okay. And then you had to get the third one. Uh, the third one is, moonlight makes my hair grow longer. Moonlight yes. makes my jaw grow stronger. Daylight finds me bare of face, a member of the human race. <laughs> Which is? Um, it's uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so close. Wrong movie. Teen Wolf. Truth wolf. accepted. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Wolf. Now, so depending on how many you got right, depending depend uh, meant the wall would give you certain answers in return. Quick mark, you've a perfect score. Call out, I command you, and gain a bonus. And so, the, so he, the wall basically tells him, "Don't take the gauntlet. You need the other two. Eat pie. <laughs> we'll put the pie in your knapsack." Does he give him a spell? Um, nope. They don't give a spell. They oh, okay. take the pie and they take the gold <laughs> and the bell, but um. He also tells them your quest is to rescue the maid. To proceed, you need to wake the dead or you will be dead. Yes. So one of the things in this <clears throat> that they uh, that they do is that the quests are um, uh, they're all different for each team. So there are some set quests. So I think there was like, I think overall, I think there was only 10 winners on the show. And sometimes they used to get like through three, three teams in an episode. <laughs> uh, but some of the winners, um, did the same quests, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So this was the only one. These, this was the only team who actually did free the maid. There was crown and shield and sword and shield. They were, they were, they were completed a few times by a few teams. But yeah, this was the only team that managed to do the free the maid one. <laughs> mm. yeah, just an interesting little point. And then the next room, I think is your favorite, isn't it? Yeah, so the next room, there's a bomb uh, they walk into, and there's just a giant cartoon bomb in it. And it's probably going to be the thumbnail, because it just made me laugh so hard. (laughs) And, um, like, the fuse is, like, flashing and, like, burning and getting shorter, and there's two rooms. So they basically just have to, like, run through either of those doors to, like, get out. And so they're like, Mark, Mark, run straight, run straight. And then they randomly stop him. They're like, Mark, stop. Now run forward as fast as you can. Stop, stop, stop. And make him take like a hard right. And he's he's blinded. (laughs) 
And I think this might be the time when he like slowly walked into the wall a couple of times. Yes. <laughs> then I had to go like shuffle left. Yeah. Side step, keep side stepping. And I was just dying in this room. Uh, yeah, these the bomb things were brilliant. Now I think from again, if you you watched episode one, didn't you? I think if you go when you hit the bomb rooms, if you keep going forward, you get a couple of bomb rooms in a row. Oh really? So I think that's why they decided to turn back go through the harder door to get to because um it takes you away from the bomb like the bomb gauntlet as it was yeah there were no bomb rooms in the first episode i don't think i don't remember them i think there was the one i watched there was yeah i think we watched two different first episodes (laughs) (laughs) probably you might have watched the first episode of season two or something yeah maybe i don't know i think Um, it said i don't know whatever (laughs) Yeah, but I mean the bomb the bomb rooms were a classic staple of this. There's always one room where you have to panically run through it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, so they uh he successfully navigates the bomb. And this is where we find the sleeping Lilith in the uh the snake chasm. Yeah, so okay, let's to see if we we're watching the same episode. Was Lilith in the episode you watched? Yeah, she was in the first episode. Okay, yeah. I watched that one. I mean she could be she's probably on a lot. Yeah, she is. She's she's one of the reoccurring characters. There's a few. There's a few reoccurring characters in this, and Lilith's always like almost like the end boss of level one, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, she seemed kind of really like... easygoing this time. <laughs> yeah, she did, didn't she? Last time she um, in the other episode, she actually quizzed him. Whereas in this episode, he just rung the bell, which he had in his hand to wake her up. She complained about being woken up, and then he was like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah, this so this is up. where uh, this is another time where Jonathan was being a dick. Daniel and Matthew are like, "Wake her up quietly, like gently," and Jonathan's like, "Shout!" Can you try and wake her up, so gently? Shout! <laughs> yeah, shout! <laughs> Throw something! <laughs> Throw the gold yeah. at her in! So they're all giving him bad advice, and then Mark's like, <laughs> "What if I just ring the bell?" <laughs> yeah, so he rings the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Lilith wakes up, complains about being woken up. The bells! The bells! And then says, then they have like a little two and forth. There's a big thing in this episode about him being nice to the people in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he also really lies big... to them a lot. Yes, he does. Um, so yeah, Mark's like, he tips the fedora. He's like, Milady, I'm sorry. My bad. Well, sorry, my lady. And um, she's like, all right, you know what? You were nice, so I'm just going to let you pass for free this one time. But the next guy doesn't want him to pass. Oh, I, I have to throw something in real quick. She says, yep. she's like the most cheesy of characters in this, probably. Um, she says the line, for badness sake, because she's bad. Yeah. Now for badness sake, go quickly. <laughs> yeah, well, she, they're all bad. All badass. unless you can be nice to him but yeah so in the next room we've got um uh what's his name boyle something uh yeah it's like boyle something the guard but yeah he's got a massive boil on his face Mm -hmm. so mark walks in and this guy's just yelling intruder alert intruder alert what's the password and then mark tries to bribe him with the gold Well, he does try to give he just tried to give him the password at first, doesn't he? But oh it's wrong. yeah, they think the password is gold, maybe. <clears throat> that is not the password. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I can't remember either. But yeah, he tries to give him the password. It's wrong. And then he tries to bribe him with the gold, and he says, "Is that a bribe?" And he's just like, "No, no, no, it's a gift. It's a present. It's a present." <laughs> it's a present. And then all of his advisors right. are like, "Tell him it's a present." I'm like, <laughs> "These kids, they know how to bribe someone." They're like, "It's not a bribe." <laughs> 
It's Don't not say a that bribe. word. <laughs> it's not a bribe until we say it's a bribe. <laughs> and Mark's like, I want you to have this. <laughs> yeah. Then the guard takes takes it and says, oh, okay, go on in. It's like, all right, and then, I'm going to work this one then, time. Like, then Mark so climbs. Like, yeah, <laughs> this, this bribe's going to work this one time. So Mark takes, yeah, gives him the bribe, and then he climbs down the well to level two. Um, so... <laughs> Do you think like that was the correct solution for this, or do you think there were like multiple things? Like there was actually a password he could have reasonably known. No, I think that is the solution because um, this the nightmare is famous for being very, very harsh and difficult, <laughs> uh, based on the fact that you have to have the right answer. You have to have the right answers and the right. Uh, items, otherwise you just will not get past the level. Hmm. So the actors are like, you know, <clears throat> you're only going to let them pass if they do this. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so he would have been like, you're, you're only going to let the kid pass if he gives you the gold, but <laughs> you're not going to, but you're going to try your hardest to convince him to not give you the gold. Yeah. So yeah, so he has to bribe Boyle, and then he jumps down the well, <laughs> blindfolded. <laughs> let's <laughs> <laughs> not forget his kids by uh, and then yeah he um, he emerges in front of a monk yep Cedric the mad monk yes and Cedric's very very mad and so Mark has to calm him down yeah he's just yelling at this kid and he's saying like some like if I was this kid that's blindfolded and this like person's just yelling at me I would be terrified <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll insert some audio of him yelling stand you miserable Misbegotten dog's bottom. <laughs> All of, yeah, I, I think I was terrified watching it. <laughs> this, this program, I, I forgot about it. It gives me like it gave me anxiety watching. It gives you <laughs> nightmares. Lights <laughs> <laughs> oh, riding on man's. <laughs> um, but yeah, so okay. this guy is like yelling about how he has no friends and um, <laughs> bless, yeah. bless Mark. He's going. I'll be your friend. <laughs> Don't hit me with that giant stick. You're, I'll be you're beautiful. Friend. I'll be your friend. You're, you're so pretty. Uh, I think that's later on with the gargoyle, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I think he might. I know he throws a bunch of compliments at him. I think in this one, he's like, "You're so nice. Why would people say that about you?" And he's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> like that's the mock's just like being a piece of shit. <laughs> it's so it's so funny. Some scumheads say I'm vulgar. No, you're lovely. But yeah, right. eventually. So he eventually calms Cedric the Mad Monk down. Cedric's going, all right, I'm going to be your mate. And then just as his eyeball's about to disintegrate into nothingness on his little um, health bar at the side, uh, the monk gives him some food to put in his knapsack, <clears throat> bringing, him back, bringing Mark back to condition green. Ooh. And then Cedric decides to join him on his journey for a little bit. And in the next room, we find Where Boyle. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? You're in a room. <laughs> this time you got a mate. <laughs> And so yes, so Boyle's there again, who you just bribed, and who says this time he's definitely not going to let you pass. And so he has a fight with uh, Cedric. C Cedric beats the crap out of him. Mm -hmm. And then um, does Cedric stay there? No, he comes with him to the next room. But yep. um, yeah, so <laughs> Mark's advisors are like, Mark, make sure you say thank you. Tell, tell him <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you. Yes, yeah, he's walking into the next room. He's like, oh, thanks. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they go into the door, and there's like a giant spider, and the monk starts freaking out, and there's a letter F on the floor. So another part of this game is spelling, apparently. Um, so I didn't realize this until like way later on, but they're trying to spell the word 
free. Well, let's let's say, let's save that for the end because that's kind of spoilers. Eh? <laughs> well, I mean, they know they're trying to. Uh, listeners know they're trying to free the maid. So. Yeah, the quest is free the maid, and they're collecting letters to almost like put a spell together at the end. Yeah. But they don't necessarily know that that's the case. But in order to collect the letters, Mark has to get right up and touch these letters where they're located on the uh, in the in the VR map that they're in. Yeah. So I don't think it was necessary in this one, but they make him like crawl because the spire's on the top of the screen. No, no, it was it was necessary. Oh, really? Because he stands up on top of it. At one point, I guess they just let it slide, but yeah, I've seen ones where people walk up to it and the spider gets them. Because oh. <laughs> yeah, there were like webs popping up on the screen, like covering different areas. So I was like, yeah. maybe he just has to avoid the webs. But yeah, he crawls up to this F, touches it, stands up, and goes out the door. So yep, free from the gigantic spider. But uh, let's not forget Cedric the Mad Monk, who's been our mate up until this point, beating people up for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he decides to abandon us. Yep. At this moment. Uh, so we go into the next room where there's a chair and there's a ta- there's a little side table. And Mark quickly runs up and grabs an apple. And then a man comes running out telling us we're a thief. And then Mark's like, no, I'm a dungeoneer. <laughs> I'm a dungeoneer. It's fine for me to take your food. <laughs> yep. And Merlin's like, oh, okay, cool. Yes, uh, here's Merlin. a quiz. Yeah. Of it's Merlin. Yep. Here's a quiz where the answer is friendship for every question. Yeah, a friend indeed. Oh yeah, he's got to like finish the uh, like, phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a friend in need. Yeah, friend in need is a friend indeed. And what's the other one? Today's enemies are tomorrow's friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very easy. Uh, and then Merlin gives him a spell, yep. which is freeze. It's freezer. Oh, freezer. To, yeah, because uh, they're all Dragon Ball Z fans. Yep, <laughs> I actually wrote freezer like spelled like Dragon Ball Z in my notes, and then later <laughs> okay. on. When they awesome. used the spell, I was like, oh, that's not how they spelled it. <laughs> yeah. So you would have got that wrong and you would have found. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Merlin falls asleep because, you know, he's an old man. And you creep past him. And then there's, uh, is it Uric? Uh, Mark steals a ruby and a candle from his, uh, oh, yes. yeah. Replacing his used items. So far to solve these puzzles, Mark has bribed someone. It's a present. He has lied to someone and now he's stealing. Yep, and he's woken someone up as well from sleep. Yep. And then he stole from someone who was sleeping. <laughs> but he was nice to that lady he woke up because he was like, my lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you say my lady to anyone, that makes it mm-hmm. all right. Tip of the fedora to you. <laughs> but yes, but there's uh, Ulrich the Viking, is it? Or something? I didn't catch <laughs> this guy's name. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, there's a guy with a bat on a bridge, basically. And there's a very thin bridge. So the risk here, with, which I have seen on Nightmare, is people just walk off stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is why this is quite uh, impressive. The, win- the winning runs are really impressive, mainly because the bloke hasn't managed to actually walk off the edges. Yeah, because I guess like his perspective, all he's seeing is blue because uh, they use blue screens. We've been calling it green screens, but they use blue according to your pictures. But <clears throat> Yes, because uh, yeah, back in the 80s, it was blue. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, uh, before they realised what green was, <laughs> well, I think they realised green was easier for some reason later on down um, the road. I don't, I don't know why, but it, it used to be blue screens back in back in the eighties, nineties, and uh, pre-Star Wars days, <laughs> pre-Star Wars days. Yeah. Um, but yes, the very narrow bridge. Uh, Mark bribes the guy with uh, the ruby that he's just stolen from the sleeping Merlin. It's worth lot, lots of gold pieces and money. And uh, he lets him pass. At which point we walk into the room with the giant ghost skeleton. If you touch it, it's instant death. 
And this is where they use uh, the lovely spell that uh, Merlin gave us. Yep, so uh, in order to use spells in this game, you have to <clears throat> spell them. So um, Mark doesn't actually have to say it. It's his advisors just go F, R, E, E, Z, E, R, and the skeleton hey. freezes. <laughs> and Mark's able to grab the R that it was like guarding. Yes, they have, to, they have to initiate it as well, don't they? They go, spell casting. And oh, yeah. <laughs> suddenly they appear like big on the screen, and then the words spell out as they say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the skeleton freezes. Mark quickly runs up, grabs the R that's, that's underneath the skeleton, and then runs off into the next room. Yep. And the next room's a special <clears> one, <throat> because when Mark goes, where am I? Oh, yeah, it's completely dark. go, I don't know, you tell me. They think they're <laughs> the funniest things ever. <laughs> Hello. Well, for a bunch of D and D people. <laughs> hey, I was playing D and D till one a.m. yesterday or today. <laughs> I'll say no more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is where that candlestick that you stole from Merlin comes in handy, and luckily yeah, it's magic, up. so he doesn't need anything to light it with. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love the way the dungeon, uh, the dungeon master throws that in. <laughs> they say, hold up the candlestick, and then the room lights up. And then he goes, yeah, it's a magic candle. You don't need matches in here. <laughs> yep. So there's just a well in the room, and he goes down the well, but the dungeon master's like, you got to leave that level two item in this room. You can't take that candlestick with you for yes. reasons. For reasons. Well, I also like it because this is the room as well where there's like, uh, it's almost like there's like, part of the picture that they have because it's almost like a golden rock face that looks like an item on the floor but it's not actually an item and they're trying to get mark to go over to investigate it and then his life force barrier turns up and the dungeon is like no you better hurry up and get out of here <laughs> it's just <laughs> don't like don't that. waste your time that's not an item <laughs> and they're like yeah go on mark go over there <laughs> okay i'm looking at it now yeah there's like a little thing in the corner yeah i don't know it don't know what it is but it's just part of the background but they were just like oh i think there's an item <laughs> and then this is where he gets to on level three he gets to uh steal bits of twigs to restore his life force instead yeah i don't why did it change like it's i don't know weird i was i was just like oh that's a that's a, that's a weird change why not just put an apple there on the floor <laughs> <laughs> but instead there's like this weird computerized tree just suddenly grows out the ground mm-hmm. mark has to run up to it get the tree before this weird um i don't know what to do, i don't know how to describe the creature you know um you know the film the time machine but the original version. Nope. Oh, so you're the worst person talking about films, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, Time Machine. Do I get you to watch Time Machine? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, let's move on. <laughs> Basically, this lumbering creature with a big bat starts coming out and slowly wandering after Mark and Marcus to get through to the next door. But he restores his life from the tweak and gets through. And then that's where we meet the sad gargoyle. Yeah. This was a real weird room. Like who sucks his life force away through depression? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the dungeon master is like so mean about this gargoyle. Um, so it's just a giant blue face, and um, <laughs> the dungeon master says that it, the gargoyle suffers from acute depression, probably because he's so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna help. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Mark has to persuade it into better spirits. So he's just like, the oh, the gargoyle's like, I'm so hideous. And Mark's like, no, you're lovely. You're, you're the most handsome thing I've ever seen. You're so lovely. Now, this scene, <laughs> 
takes almost five minutes. It's probably one of the longest dungeon scenes I've ever seen on this game. <laughs> Trying to cheer up bloody... I, bloody I just realised that I actually wrote down some of the things he said, so uh, I'll, go I'll do my, my Mark voice and I'll, I'll tell you what he said. So first he's like, no, you're so lovely. And then he's like, you're the most beautiful creature in the world. And he's like, really? Like looking at me? <laughs> I, I, I like looking at you because you are really pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mark. I like your eyes. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I like your eyes. You're so charming. <laughs> Do you think I've got a uh, what is it? Something brow? <laughs> Do you think I've got a noble brow? <laughs> yes. Yes, it's the noblest brow I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a thing that they said. I love you. You're amazing and good looking. That might be the best one. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And yeah, as the gargoyle cheers up, he slowly turns red, doesn't he? But then he starts slipping back into depression yeah. at one point. <laughs> and just, and then the dungeon is like, quick, just run past him. <laughs> Honey, before he gets depressed. Okay, Mark, move forwards, quick, quick, come on. Before they leave, um, the gargoyle gives them the sun spell. And oh, uh, yes. yeah. And then the dungeon master is like, hurry, before he gets depressed again. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So, yeah, so the next room, they pick up the next letter E on the table for their other one that they're collecting. So, so far, they've got F-R-E. And then Merlin just appears out of nowhere. And he's like, yo. Tells him, <laughs> yo, my man. What's <laughs> you up? got two spells. Have you seen that candlestick? <laughs> and that ruby? You didn't leave it on the second floor, did you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it just tells him, you know, you've got two spells. You might need to use them soon. <laughs> but only when the time is right. Yeah. Um, and then Mark moves on. Then he has to sneak past I think he also tells them that maybe one day he'll get a third spell. Ooh. Planting seeds. Bill? Sorry. <laughs> where'd, where'd you go? Uh, <laughs> I'm using a Bluetooth headset, and sadly my phone took over the connection. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've just I've just disconnected my Bluetooth from my phone. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, uh, so yeah, so Merlin tells you you're going to get a third spell at some point, and you got to use the spells at the right time, and then you just Mark carries on. Uh, he has to pick up another streak of life while sneaking past another two sleeping uh, furry creatures. Yep, they called them uh, cavern whites. Not that that's important because we can't describe them. I think they're brownish and furry. And shortish, yeah. Well, that's very George R. R. Martin, isn't it? <laughs> there's, a, there's quite a few things in here. Um, one of the characters as well is uh, is a, an actual character from Game of Thrones. What? Meridil or something? Oh, I don't uh, know. One of the game, one of the Game of Thrones characters. I mean, there's I so many named characters in Game of Thrones. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I've only watched season one. So oh, I can't, I, I've, really I've read the books and watched all the show. <laughs> But yes, this is where the Emperor suddenly appears from Star Wars. Yeah, so what's his deal? Because <laughs> he doesn't come back. No, I think he's supposed to be the guy, like, the ultimate evil of the dungeon. Mm -hmm. So he, but, like, um, asked them to join him. And <laughs> this is where Jonathan, this is where big, he yeah. really shines. <laughs> um, so they're, like, debating. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan's over there yelling, say yes, Mark. I, I really want to describe this scene to the listeners, right? So okay. Mark's standing there with his helmet on. He's facing the right direction. <laughs> There's a, it's almost like a cave. 
with two doors almost in the middle of the room straight ahead of him but he's slightly turned to the left looking at this gigantic floating head which does look exactly like the emperor from star wars it actually it <laughs> looks like darth vader when he takes his helmet off <laughs> oh yeah because he's got that top bit on <laughs> yeah. he's obviously wearing some sort of hat <laughs> but yeah but his face is just so pale and his eyes are yellow yeah but it's just that's what I mean. He looks like something. He looks like one of the bad guys from Star Wars, mm -hmm. and he's basically saying, "Join me or die." And so it's just like you know, join the dark side. And yeah, so two. So Mark's like, Mark's obviously like, "Well, I don't want to join you." His two friends are saying, "I don't want to join you." And then Jonathan on the end's going, "Now nah, join him. He's going to kill us." Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I'm so glad you're not Luke Skywalker, Jonathan. Well, like Jonathan's <laughs> also really easily persuaded because he's like, "Say yes, Mark. Say yes." And then yes. one of the other guys is like, no, if he does that, he'll be evil. And then Mark's <laughs> like, say no. I mean, uh, Jonathan's like, say no, Mark. Say no. <laughs> so good. Say yes, say yes, Mark. Yes. No, 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 no. Should, should we say no? Because we say he's a servant evil. You say no, Mark. The, the ultimate tussle between good and yeah. evil. But eventually, uh, Jonathan's um, <laughs> quelled. <laughs> Mark says, no, I'm not going to join you. Uh, the face says, all right, I'll let Dungeon kill you off. <laughs> and then just disappears. And then in the next room, there's a giant stained glass window. And this is where they have to use the sun spell. So there's four pathways, um, each with a precipice either side of it where Mark can fall down. They use the sun spell, which shines through the sun glass window onto one of the paths, indicating which path is the right path. Now, <laughs> one of the things in Nightmare, Tyler, that they mm -hmm. do, is they tend to reuse some of the like they reuse some of the locations, and I have seen it where people have got this got to this point. They've not used the clue. The clues are always different. It's not always used the sun spell. Um, they've not used it and they've taken the wrong path, and they literally the next scene is just them falling off a cliff. <laughs> 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 it's hilarious. Um, but again, like this is one of the things where this is this they're getting towards end game now, and it would be so harsh to get this all this way, have the four paths, and just take the wrong one. Yeah, and just fall to your death. So they Mark almost falls to his death in this because Jonathan's being a dick. Jonathan's like, move to your left, and John, uh, Mark moves to his left, not to Jonathan's left. Jonathan. And then Jonathan yells at him, no to your left. No, no to your left. And then Mark moves to his right. And yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. He's so close to the edge as well. And then he just sort of shuffles forward into the next yeah. room, which is pitch black. <clears throat> so he walks forward, steps down a ledge, and then the room lights up and he's standing on the nose of a dragon. Although the dragon asks him, what, what creature do you think I am? And all of his mates go, he's a crocodile. <laughs> In their defense... He does look like a crocodile, so... <laughs> he does look very crocodilish, but with, like, a red line in his eyes. But I assume, like, I guess since they're the first people to win, maybe no one's gotten to the dragon room before, so... Probably not. Well, you know, or if they have got to this point, they didn't use the dragon room. Yeah. I think the dragons, they, they use the dragons a lot more later on in the later series. <clears throat> they, they appear earlier in the game and stuff. But uh, but yeah, the dragon. Um, <laughs> they, basically, they basically have to put the dragon to sleep, walk across its nose, and almost up to its face. But it takes them a really long time to figure this out, and they're trying like a bunch yeah. of different things. The dragon's like, "I'm gonna eat you," um, and Mark's like, "You're beautiful." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Mark, be nice to the dragon. <laughs> you should spell cast. No, 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 wait a minute. I think you're beautiful. The dragon's just like, uh, yeah. You get, you even get the feeling at one point. Even the dragon's trying to delay, yeah, <laughs> delay the act of eating Mark, who's standing on his nose. <laughs> He's just like, uh, it's almost like the producers, like, oh, they've got so close. Let's just get them through. <laughs> yeah. So they put it to sleep using their sleep spell, and um, then they spend even more time like arguing, like, how do we get over there? And all they have to do is just let mark walk across the dragon's face but jonathan like insists that they have to go like somewhere else yeah jonathan thinks there's a, there's a door to the yeah. right which is actually just the, the dragon's nose and it's like a bit of darkness but jonathan's convinced there's a doorway there but there's not no he's got to come out here right. <laughs> so eventually again i think i think the dungeon master just sort of interrupts us and he goes there's a door to the yeah. left it's like go through the door <laughs> damn it like yeah. I get off in 20 Jonathan. minutes, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I need to have a fag break. Come on, I've been sitting in this chair for ages. My ass has got to stink. <laughs> I almost expect him to get up and just clip Jonathan around the back of the head. Yeah, he just walks on screen. He was like, come here, kid. Like, just, just go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the next, yeah, the next scene is pretty, um, uh, pretty intense, actually. There's, a, there's an E right next to a precipice on the left-hand side. And then in front of him is a giant, almost like gargoyle-esque archway with a guillotine going up and down. And, whoosh, whoosh. and then there's just like arrows going off into the stars. Yeah, so I thought that the guillotine was going to be like more of a big deal. Like, oh, they're really going to have to time this right. But really the trick was getting the E. Like Mark's like shuffling up to the ledge, like as slowly as he can, gets it. Yeah. And then... So close and he's like little little fairy steps forward yeah. and then he gets the whole three <laughs> so they finally got their full spell f-r-e-e he takes a couple of little shuffles to the right his life force is getting very very low it's starting to peel off his skin and then yeah i'm, I'm literally watching this now he just stands at the guillotine that it just goes to the next yeah stage. like he definitely hit it <laughs> and then they just cut that out <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah then he's just standing in the middle of nowhere with his life force draining to nothing oh god I'm watching um, this now and it's hilarious I'm sorry <laughs> I, watched, I watched it too they do the word free and then just this uh, uh, this big floating ball just appears <laughs> spins around and then just shows the maid's face yeah I expected her to say something like thank you for saving me Mark but no yeah and it was a, and then just, oh, I guess, that's it you guys are the first ones to win. <laughs> we made it really easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. And then they all fade away. Oh, uh, tell them about <laughs> their wonderful prize. Yes, they get a really shitty silver spurs. Yep. And <laughs> okay, have, you, have you seen the prize that the losers get? Don't they just leave? They just get a little... Ah, they get a scroll saying, I, I died in nothing. <laughs> But yeah, they get this weird sort of like silver dollar thing which says silver spurs on it, which is apparently their squireship. So for completing this nightmare of a dungeon, all you get to do is become a squire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Tyler, I'm really interested as to what you thought (laughs) of Nightmare. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, um, yeah, obviously it's like dated, but... I think if they like made a modern day one, it would probably be like pretty awesome. Like it's kind of like an escape room made into a TV show for kids. Definitely. 
with like, we're like a huge VR thing. Mm-hmm. I think nowadays with VR as well, it'd probably be easier for them to do this. Yeah. Sort of thing. Also, I noticed uh, there were a couple of times. It maybe wasn't in this episode, but the other one I watched, where um, the advisors they're looking at their little tiny TV screen, and the resolution's not good enough for them to tell what's happening. So like they couldn't see some <laughs> stuff. So I think it would probably work a little better now. It's good old CRT monitors. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I I just love this program as a kid. So I'm 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 glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I'm probably not going to go watch the rest of the series. There's like eight seasons. But well, I'm, I'm wondering if the bomb animation is enough for me to nominate it for uh, the best animated <laughs> shows. I, I'm definitely going to go check out the uh, 2013 YouTube remake. If it was 2013, we don't know. Well, I did see they did a Nightmare Live show as well. Huh. In, in England. Um, <laughs> and that they seem to have done that. There was one last year, and there seems to be one this year, but I think it's up in Scotland. But, um, <laughs> I'd love to see how they do that live. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> uh, they must they must be using like proper virtual reality headsets and stuff and just sort of programmed it in. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was so cool. But, yeah, I think if, um, if Troy and MC, if they count uh, the Mario Brothers show where it always starts with the live action bit at the beginning, well, uh, technically, there's animations in this. I mean, yeah, I know that's yeah, funny. like that that guillotine's animated, right? <laughs> yeah, guillotine's animated. Yeah. Uh, loads, loads of animation. The gargoyle, uh-huh. the gargoyle's animated. Um, I, I think like when the maid comes up, the there's track. also there's like this weird cylinder that's just spinning in yes. circles. Yeah, I've got no idea what that is. That was just like <laughs> whoever the tech programmer was at the time just having a bit yeah, of fun. Yeah, they were like, we need some <laughs> other shapes in here. Yeah, we just thought he's standing on a star field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's get some spinning stuff in. Like, yeah, I can get a spinning <laughs> wall that we used in the very first scene. <laughs> I can make it a bit smaller, do a big spinning sort of brick globe that suddenly changes into her face. But yeah, it's just like <laughs> lots of lots of unanswered questions. Like who actually kidnapped the maid? Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great question. Like, how yeah. what, what they had to free her, and how did we re- how did we rescue her? Like, it was just her yeah. face. <laughs> oh, oh, I love my man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the whole the whole reason I'm guessing we watched this is because Bill wanted me to have a better understanding of what he wants to do for uh, his blind playthrough of <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. Oh yes, I'm dreading it. <laughs> so I've got um, I, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm from the RPG Golden Years podcast, and we have put together recently a um, a charity event uh, involving Final Fantasy VII. So it's called the Materia Lockdown. So it's a challenge playthrough of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I'm not going to go into it in too much depth about how it works. If you want to check it out, go to materialockdown.com. And then there's a whole thing about how you do it and you have to interact with Twitter bot and stuff. And it, like the Twitter bot responds and gives you jobs for your characters so they can only use some materia and not all materia. Uh, it just makes the game a little bit harder. And then the idea is that if you play the game, you should donate a little bit of money to the Motor Neuron Disease Association, which is a charity very dear to my heart. So, yeah, if you fancy, if anyone out there loves Final Fantasy VII, there's a lot of you, <laughs> and you fancy playing it a little bit differently, uh, check it out, materialockdown.com. But one of the things we're doing, uh, for every $100 donated to the uh, motor neuron disease through our donation page, uh, I will play an hour of Final Fantasy VII blindfolded. 
and I'm going to stream it live. And uh, Tyler <laughs> has got the unfortunate job of being my my guide. You're going to be my Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I'll be a little better than Jonathan. Yeah, hopefully you'll be one of the other guys. Uh, so far, I've only got two friends to help me along on this ride, but you've all got, I'm going slightly off piste and giving you different jobs. <laughs> so Tyler's job, because he's never played Final Fantasy VII before, is to guide me through the game. <laughs> it's your job to tell me where to go and who to talk to and what things I should be doing. <laughs> uh, I've got my friend Rob. He's agreed to do all the voice acting. <laughs> So don't, don't worry, Tyler. You don't have to read it all. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, Rob will be there voicing it all. Um, and then I was kind of hoping for someone to guide me through the menu system because I think that's a game in itself when it comes to Final Fantasy VII, especially when it comes to equipping materia. But um, if if it comes to it, Tyler, that may have to be your job as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could I, I could I could let you and Rob split that between you. But yeah, ho- hopefully I'll find a third friend willing to uh, go through this pain. Yeah, I'll, I'll be going through <laughs> the menus trying to <clears throat> equip materia, and I'll be like, I don't know what materia is, but okay. <laughs> That's all right. There's a big long explanation which we can make Rob read out to us. <laughs> um yeah so that's that's a nice bit of fun Uh, yeah so uh (laughs) definitely go over to the material lockdown website there'll be a there'll be a link in the description and right now there's up to like 160 dollars so bill's already playing playing for an hour um how much do you think you would need to realistically beat the game blindfolded Oh, I don't think we'll get anywhere near that. Uh, average playthrough for me on Final Fantasy VII is about 32 hours. Okay. So, so we're going to need, I'm, let's bump that up to, <laughs> we're, we're going to need $40,000. <laughs> yeah, rough, roughly about 40000 maybe fifty. So <laughs> if, we get, if we get anywhere near that, which I doubt, <laughs> I'll be amazed. So a couple but, of episodes uh, ago, me and uh, Troy shit all over Jeff Bezos. But if you're listening, Jeff Bezos, come donate some money to the Material <laughs> Lockdown. Yes, Jeff. Don't worry about Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's fine by itself. Yeah, you, you've got the money. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so, um, what about what about what about you, Tyler? Um, what movies are we going to do next? Uh, I don't know. I've, you, I've, you've, <clears throat> you've picked a bunch. I don't remember <laughs> half well, of them. <laughs> Uh, well, I was very, I was very jealous when I was listening to Tyler's episode, and, uh, not Tyler, sorry, it's Troy's episode, and he started picking out, picking out movies. I was just like, oh no, oh. <laughs> I better, pick, I better pick some. The thing is, he keeps, everyone keeps picking like really nice, light-hearted mm-hmm. films, and I feel like I keep coming back and going, we're going to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to watch this. Um, yeah, because uh, he chose Fifth Element, and that's like one of my favorites. Well, oh. those are just movies that he's named that we should watch. The only one he has on lockdown. But no one else can pick is Bill and Ted too. So, okay, yeah, okay, that's just mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So you can totally well, steal those from this... him if you want to. <laughs> All right, well, I made you, I made you watch a crap movie last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's watch uh, Falling Down. What's that about? Which is uh, wait, wait. It, it's about is that the one that has a day in the life um, of Michael, Michael yeah. Douglas. Yeah, it's, it's a day in the life of Michael Douglas. It's, I'll just describe it as that. It's almost like a camera has followed Michael Douglas around for a day and just explored what he does in a normal. I don't day. understand what that's supposed to mean, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you watch it, it will, it will make sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I love this film. Really big film for me when I was a kid. 
although it was a 18 movie. I don't know why I, I was watching it. I was like 14, 15, something. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I love this film. I've already watched uh, I've already watched, I watched something recently actually. I was just like, oh man, this film's so great. And then yeah, I think I'll get some other ones locked in. I'll try and get a comedy locked in somewhere down okay. the line. Um, yeah, I think we actually have <laughs> a couple of comedies coming up. I can't tell you what they are yet, but uh, yeah, a lot of people have been asking me. Like this is probably the most requested film is um, Blazing Saddles. I don't know why, but I have seen Blazing Saddles. So I like that film. Yeah. Oh, you have, I seen, have seen it. Yep. Oh, okay. People can't pick Blazing yep. Saddles. That's a shame. <laughs> what about Blazing Saddles too? I don't. Is there a sequel? Oh yeah. What? I don't <laughs> think there's a sequel. There is a sequel. No, there is a sequel. No way. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> yeah. There's no sequel. <laughs> Oh, well, Blazing Saddles, Back in the Saddle? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to watch that next? <laughs> I've never heard of <laughs> no, it, no, so I'd, I feel I'd like rather, it's got to be awful, right? I'd rather, I'd rather watch The Three Amigos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Steve Martin in it, right? Yeah, that's okay. Steve there Martin. May be, <laughs> it's basically Blazing Saddles, uh, but Mexican stuff. There may be a Steve Martin <laughs> movie coming up soon. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I just feel like I'm going to take all my favorite movies. <laughs> uh, okay, well, yeah, let's let's get falling down out of the way, then I'll choose something a bit more lighthearted. All right. So, <clears throat> all right, so going from crap movie to average movie to great kids' TV show. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> cool. So, okay. which was the average movie? <laughs> uh, probably going to be falling oh, really? down. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward yeah, to just it. Just because I loved it. Yeah, I loved it, but you've never heard of it, which means it can't be that great. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, Bill, it's been great. Thanks for coming on. Um, um, did you mention RPG me. Golden Years? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've, I did mention I'm from the RPG Golden Years podcast. Uh, we review, uh, we're, we're slowly working our way through a list of 500 ancient RPGs that uh, everyone loves and maybe doesn't love so much. <laughs> I'm currently playing Double Dungeons, which no one's ever heard of or played, <laughs> and uh, it's got a 16-hour final dungeon. Oh, my God, I'm not looking yeah. forward to that. You... But then after that, we're playing Saga Frontier, which is awesome. So, you know, tune in. Yeah. Find out the hell that me and Rich put ourselves through to get to play some good games. Bill's <laughs> also got another podcast that he forgets about often. Um, it's uh, audio-only uh, XP. Audio. The audio only experience. That's my uh, that's my little baby. That is. Yep. It's his basically his <laughs> I, pervert I, I simulator. Be like um. <laughs> <laughs> Season one is space uh, space pervert simulator. <laughs> Season two is going to be uh, Link's Awakening, <laughs> <laughs> which kind of sounds sexual. Link's sexual awakening. Mm. <laughs> yes, that's what you should title the episodes. Link's, <laughs> Link's erotic awakening. <laughs> space pervert simulator episode four. Uh, yeah, I need to do that. I need to do that, actually. I'll get episode four out next week for the Space Perth Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Space Perth, just for people listening, the Space Perth Simulator is uh, a game called Police Noughts, which was made by Hideo Kojima, which is why I picked it, because uh, that is uh, <clears throat> Hideo Kojima is uh, cut from huh, nice cloth, as it were. <laughs> Hello? Oh, did we get disconnected? Tyler? 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 Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, there you are. Hello? Hey. Hello. <laughs> okay, that's, I'm glad it happened at the end of the episode. 
<laughs> yeah, well, so I told you, you I was having some mic issues and it just randomly cut out. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, I, I completely lost my train of thought there. Something about yeah. hijacking being cut from a nice cloth. Yep. <laughs> and then I think I was just saying thanks for being on and now there's a lawnmower outside. Like, shit's just going crazy over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Let's, let's, let's call it a day there then. Yeah. All right. Thanks for being on. I don't think we have a sign off. I didn't think of anything. Did you think oh, of God. anything? Uh, <laughs> I'm Mark, the Dungeoneer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jonathan, I'm a dick. <laughs> yeah. Say yes, it'll make you evil. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the most beautiful face. <laughs> uh, thanks for the memories, Mark. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later, Bill. All right, speak soon, man. Bye. Bye! Hey, welcome back. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I thought Nightmare was a pretty cool little show. And uh, maybe consider checking it out on YouTube. There's lots of episodes out there. Um, I'll link to the one we watched below because I don't know what episode number it was. It was season two. But yeah. So um, if you enjoy the show, make sure to go leave me a review on um, like whatever podcast platform you're using. So yeah, we got a lot of crazy things going on at the Probably Work network a podcast my throat is getting sore again so i'm sorry guys so i'm gonna make this short but uh troy's got this thing going on called podcasters assemble probably first episode came out today and it's about iron man the movie so there's stuff in the show notes so you can see how to participate because you anyone can participate in it and it would be awesome if you did but basically he's releasing an episode a day leading up into endgame covering all of the marvel movies so that's happening also we're sponsoring a game jam arjuna's really taking the lead on this one so i got a little audio plug from him that's going in right here that'll tell you all about that and all the details you need will be down in the show notes do you like video games Ever thought about making a video game? Do you find that a week or two weeks is kind of short for a game jam? Well, have I got the game jam for you. With the We Can Make This Work Probably Game Jam. We have nine themes. You can choose one for your game. Each theme is taken from one of our nine podcasts. The jam runs from April 20th to June 9th to provide a nice amount of time for you to make something cool. Check out the link in the description for more information and to figure out how to join and submit. Have fun! Thanks for that, Arjuna. That was a very articulate message. Um, so yeah, that's all I got for you guys. Um, I will see you again in two weeks when we will watch a thing or something. I don't know. We'll see. Goodbye. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Where am I? Mark, you're in a room. The same room.